You are now listening to The Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. For more, visit themodelhealthshow.com. Welcome to The Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert, Sean Stevenson, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in with me today. Listen, a big part of my life is dedicated to not just educating the public at large, but also starting in my own home and really educating my kids. And not just in nutrition and health and wellness, which, you know, there's the hashtag FitFam, FitFamily. I really take that seriously. And instilling a culture of health and wellness within my own home. And so from the very early ages, you know, my son Braden has been going to the park with us and, you know, hitting the, the, the monkey bars, which should be called human bars, uh, and doing pull-ups. You know, I like I help him do pull-ups. And my older son, you know, taking him to the gym and teaching him how to deadlift. And now he's so strong, it's kind of absurd. This kid is 19 now and he's playing college football. I think he's deadlifting over 500, squatting somewhere around four. Uh, just a super strong kid, but strong mentally as well. And that goes hand in hand is our, is our fitness and our health and our mental fortitude, as you very well know. But a big part of the education that I worked instill in my kids is just having a variety of inputs as far as our culture is concerned, because our culture does influence a lot about our personality and our decisions, whether we realize it or not. So there's so much new stuff. You know, if you just talk about music, for example, we got the baby, we got little baby, we got baby, baby. There's so many different babies making music. And I could be one of those parents like, wow, whatever, change his diaper, you know? But I'm tuned in and checking it out, and I, I love it. You know, I love a lot of the new music as well. And, you know, I'm still pretty young myself. But, you know, when I look back on my um, evolution as I was growing up and my mom being like, turn that stuff off, that's not music, you know, when I'm listening to, I don't know, Public Enemy or whatever it was, and really understanding that culture and sounds and things change, but we can derive value from all of this stuff. So my... Oldest son's favorite movie probably is Grease, which is crazy. Like he's a super fan of musicals. True story. Uh, last night, me and my wife were hanging out. We could hear that my oldest son was downstairs watching Aladdin. You know, nineteen uh, because of the musical aspect. You know, and just instilling those things. And you know, you if you follow me on Instagram, I'm at Sean Model on Instagram. You'll catch us dancing a lot and listening to different music. And I think it's just important for all of us to proactively instill a variety of cultures into our children. And it's a big shift that's already taken place in us having shared cultures and cultural experiences. And it's a wonderful thing, but we don't wanna get kind of pigeonholed in one direction and one type of music and not uh, enjoying other things. And same thing with, mu uh, with books and with movies and just expanding ourselves and even stretching our imagination to what we might think that we might not like and giving ourselves the opportunity to try it out. And that's what I think is one of the greatest gifts is encouraging my kids to try things. And it even happened this morning. It was a new type, and this is a thing that we evolved having, this apprehension towards trying things. It's built into our DNA because especially when we're an, uh, a child and we don't have instruction, we have it in our DNA that if we eat certain things, it can make us sick and it could potentially kill us. So the things that are safe that we've eaten and we've established this neural association that these things are safe, a lot of parents wonder why, like I can't get my kids to try new things. It's because it has to be done generally with patience, with repeated exposure, because there's a built-in apprehension. Now, when we throw fast food and partially hydrogenated french fries into the mix, it does gum the system up a lot more, make it more complex for sure. But if we're talking about real food and our children having a basis of real food in their diet and then adding in new stuff, we just gotta understand that there's a natural apprehension to doing that. And so I just, I'm so grateful I've encouraged the attitude of like, just try it. Just give it a try. If you don't like it, you don't have to eat it. Versus when I was a kid, eat it or you're gonna sit at this table until you do, right? And I'm about that life, like I'm competitive. So it's just like, you're challenging me? Like I'm to eat these baked beans or I'm gonna sit here? I hope you're willing to stay up because I am, mom. You know, and so I'd sit there for hours. 
And, you know, of course, like somebody's going to buckle under the pressure, but that's really not the way that I like to teach. It's more like just being more inviting and more inquisitive and also sharing some of the benefits, right? Or reminding them that, hey, you like this thing, you might like this. So it's just like Megan Thee Stallion has a new song out, which is um, a a little bit of a Tupac remake, all right? I'd rather be your... And for those that know, they know. And so my son might hear this one, we're like, wait a minute, you gotta hear the Tupac version too. You know, and so you can establish that full, well-rounded association. And, you know, I've taken time to just, you know, even sit down with my kids and like watch different things that I kind of grew up with. One of our favorite movies is The Last Dragon, all right? Bruce Leroy, all right? One of the few movies on Amazon that's fully five stars, not four and a half fully five star, thousands of reviews. And it's just a big part of us, you know, my my culture growing up. And, um, but just taking that time to instill culture in the things that we're doing. And the same thing that I've been intentionally doing with uh, our nutrition as well, and having a wide variety of things. So my son recently has been really into drinking tea in the morning, which is just like, it seemingly came out of nowhere, but this is a behavior he's been seeing me do for years. And he's never really been interested in, but he's just looking for how can I get a little bit more of a of a performance boost or mental boost in my training or at school. And so having it available and then leaving them to their own accord. So I hope that makes sense. It's just I'm very passionate about this, about giving our kids the opportunity to be exposed to different things and having patience because I know it's not easy being a parent, especially, you know, we stress. We got a lot going on, especially, you know, some of us, one kid can be. 20 handfuls, you know, but then you throw more kids into the mix. You know, we've got even, we've had many guests on the show, like Steve Weatherford is a good example. A man has five children, four daughters, and he's had to find a way to have relationships with his entire family. So he schedules every Friday, he dates one of his daughters. He takes one of his daughters out for a little mini date, one of his little girls, and daily has rituals with his son built in as well. And so, we have to find ways. If it's important to us, we have to find ways because our children truly are the the ones who we're handing the baton to in us transforming our world. And so I just wanted to take a moment to share that and just to share a little bit of insight there. And a big part of our nutrition regimen, even with our kids, you know, my son, Brayden, he'll have the uh, hot chocolate, but it's got the mushroom infused, medicinal mushroom infused hot chocolate, you know, a lot of mornings while my wife and I have mushroom infused coffees and things like that and just like it's just a nice thing especially on the weekend to just sit and chop it up together and and enjoy while we're having this infusion of nutrients and so just really cool stuff so much stuff for us to experiment with and today we're really looking at like what is the next level because it's not just the internal nutrition it's the external nutrition as well beauty truly is from the inside out first and foremost the vast majority of that but there are topical things that we need to consider because the skincare industry has really kind of preyed on our insecurities and they've done that, but they have not provided real solutions outside of a, a barrage of chemicals that tend to make things worse and create this dependency on continuing to put topical things on because it's not addressing the underlying cause of the problems, whether it's acne or dry skin or things of that nature. So I wanted to talk about that today. And I thought there wasn't anybody better to have on than somebody who's actually really examined the industry and who has an inside track into like one of the biggest organizations that's out there as far as like topical beauty, you know, makeup and things like that. And uh, just to talk about even in relationship to our body composition, like where are we at right now with the microbiome and the relationship between this kingdom, it's an entire kingdom we got the plant kingdom, animal kingdom. It's an entire kingdom that is so overlooked. And I just want to end that today and make sure that we understand like this kingdom is important for our survival on this planet because truly we've evolved with so many things that we have kind of lost our connection to over the years, just kind of like things with our culture, you know, and even looking back further and having that lineage, how can we reconnect to our ancestors through our nutrition and through our education as well. And so uh, I'm really excited about this episode. 
and we're gonna bring him on in just a moment. But the first thing I wanna do for you is to jump to our Apple Podcast Review of the Week. Another five-star review titled, Great Content, Great Energy by Omega Fruits. I've been listening to your podcast for a good while and each episode fills me with joy, useful tips and resources. Your energy is great and consistent. I often recommend your show, Keep It Flowing. Keep it flowing. Thank you so much. I appreciate that very, very much. And listen, this is a big part of the energy behind what I do is this amazing feedback and just letting everybody know what you think about the show. And I've got a huge mission behind this, and I'm just so grateful for you being a part of this mission with me. So thank you. Thank you for tuning into the show. And if you yet to do so, please pop over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review for the show and make sure that you're subscribed. I can see the metrics. There are a percentage of people who listen to the show all the time, but they're not actually subscribed to the show. So make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you stay up to date. We've got some really, really amazing stuff coming up here. And I want to make sure you don't miss a single drop of it. And none more important or educational and entertaining as we have for you today with our special guest, Tiro Isokapula. Tiro is the founder of Four Sigmatic, a wellness company helping people to nourish their bodies inside and out. His roots are in Finland, where he grew up foraging for mushrooms and other wild foods on his family's farm. He later earned a degree in chemistry, business, and a certificate in plant-based nutrition at Cornell University. In 2012, Tiro founded Four Sigmatic with the dream of bringing a little everyday magic to the lives of all. An expert in all things related to mushrooms, superfoods, and health, Tiro is the author of two best-selling books, Healing Mushrooms, which is an educational cookbook from Avery Publishing, and Santa Sold Shrooms, a children's book for adults as well about the magical origins of Santa Claus. And Tiro was chosen twice as one of the world's top 50 food activists by the Academy of Culinary Nutrition and has appeared in Time, Forbes, Vogue, Playboy, GQ, and Bon Appetit. He's also a sought-after speaker, featured at Summit Series, Wonderlust, Google, and Fast Company Innovation Festival. And now he's here, back on the Model Health Show, to talk about some new innovations and discoveries. And let's jump into this conversation with Tiro Isokapula. You just got back from... I was back in the motherland in Finland. Finland, yeah. Yeah, at our farm. And then I went to uh, Lapland, the northern part where the indigenous people live. It's quite magical. Wow. What's magical about it? Well, in the winter, there's uh, probably about two hours of sunlight. And in the summer, there's 24 hours of sunlight. And in the winter, it's really everything is covered in snow, like full of snow everywhere. And then it's the northern lights, you know? Wow, that's beautiful. Have you ever seen them? No, not not outside of television. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's once in a lifetime thing. You gotta, yeah. you know, get you get you and the kids and the fam to see the fireworks of nature. Yeah, so amazing, man. That nature has that capability. I just saw the Northern Lights on this little Netflix show. I was watching mm-hmm. with my family over the break. Uh, Raising Dion. Did you happen to catch that one? No, I haven't seen. I that. think it was like produced by Michael B. Jordan. Oh wow! And uh, it's like a little kid. He's like. He has superpowers, mm-hmm. and it's it kind of happened as a mutation from being exposed to the northern lights, and some weird thing happened, you know. So there's some really cool stuff out there, some magical stuff that we yeah. still don't know about. I don't think it's gonna mutate you, but yeah, no, it's it's created by the wind from the sun. So when you know when you're by a fire, you feel this little like breeze from the fire. Mm-hmm. So obviously, sun being like gazillion times warmer explosions has this wind solar wind that hits part of our you know magnetosphere part of one of the layers of earth and then in the darkness it creates these you know beautiful colors it's quite magical yeah yeah and we get to see it yeah man but one of the things that so you going back to finland this is why i love talking to you and love having you on like you grew up in this culture that has had a direct lineage and Mm -hmm. continued connection with this kingdom Mm -hmm. of mushrooms. And you're somebody who really highlights that there are these different kingdoms. We tend to think in our popular culture, mushrooms are part of vegetable category, but there's so much more than that. So I'd love if you could just do a quick recap for us Mm -hmm. on this kingdom and kind of 
uh, recap the difference between, you know, the medicinal mushrooms, culinary mushrooms, mm -hmm. psychedelic mushrooms. Because when I say it, you yeah, know, yeah. getting all the shrooms, people are like, what are, you, what are you talking about? It's getting popular, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People are asking about that even more. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of people, when they think of mushrooms, they think of like putting on the pizza or something like, oh, I have the mushroom pizza. Mm -hmm or on a salad bar as one of the vegetables. But mushrooms are a much, much bigger thing than that. They are a biological kingdom. So, you know, in our field, in nutrition, there's so much about debate about two kingdoms. It's plants versus animals, especially when it comes to protein, people get really fired up about that. But then there's these two other kingdoms that you've been highlighting for years, um, which is bacteria and fungi, and they have a, actually a very symbiotic relationship because they're a little more invisible, you know? There's a lot of mushrooms in the air that we can't see, and same with bacteria. They live in our gut, they live in our skin. But then obviously we can also eat certain mushrooms. But when something is a kingdom, it means that if plants are a kingdom, animals are a kingdom, there's a lot of them, Yeah. you know? They're not all created equal. There's not, not all bacteria is good, but not all bacteria is bad, yeah. you know? And we love to think about binary. Right. It's the hero of the villain. But it's, you know, often it's somewhere in between, right? Yeah. So same with mushrooms. There's about six times more mushroom varieties than there are plant varieties. So for every tomato and cauliflower, six different types of mushrooms. And we only mm. think of the portobello. But very simplistically, what people can use for their own health, we can just focus on three groups that you mentioned. There are the culinary mushrooms. Those are the ones you get at the grocery store, the butter mushroom. Um, they have some health benefits, fibers, some enzymes, B vitamins, some minerals, but you know, in that way you could think of them as a, like a vegetable in a way from a nutrient yeah. density. Biologically, they're completely different, yeah. but from a nutrient density, it's like, it is kind of like a veggie. Uh, but then there are these functional mushrooms. They often grow on trees versus the culinary mushrooms grow on the ground. So these mushrooms grow on trees and you have to prepare them like, almost like you prepare bone broth. So you have to make these like, teas and decoctions. Uh, we've talked before about dual extraction. You were the one of the first people talking about how important that is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you prepare them into beverages or soups and uh, they have incredible amounts of these smart nutrients. And, and we can talk about that later. And then there's these psychedelic mushrooms that alter your psyche. So, um, Many of them are currently in the U.S. illegal, a lot of people ask, mm -hmm. but they're a very small fraction of all the mushrooms. So you, when you take mushrooms, you're not gonna be tripping. They're a very small <laughs> exception. Um, yeah. So there's many kinds of mushrooms and mushrooms are needed. They make about 40% of pharmaceuticals that derived from them. We, we need them for beer, for making wine, yeast, so bread, certain cheeses, um, you know, on the pharmaceuticals, penicillin, they're everywhere, kombucha, sauerkraut, but we just kind of ignore them because they're, many of them are invisible or not so prominent to us. But our ancestors knew about them and right. they used them. It's just like a lot of this stuff, the lineage was broken. So I'm fortunate enough to continue that and my parents and grandparents continued, but all of our ancestors had this knowledge. It's just like certain lineages broke, yeah. but it's beautiful that it's coming back. Yeah, I, I agree, man. And um, there's so much there. And I just even going back to one of your original statements and talking about how we think so binary, mm -hmm. you know, good, evil, you know, it's black and white. Mm -hmm. But even if you think about that, the yin and yang, like there's a little bit of light over yes. in the darkness, there's a little darkness in the light. And I just think about how we have this binary opinion of bacteria and even the quote, bad bacteria, pathogenic bacteria, mm -hmm. they still have a role. We all have a percentage of these things 100%. in our gut, right? So I, I don't know, from pop culture, Star Wars, all the bad guys have a good side to them. All the good guys have this struggle with the dark side. And I think that is what nutrition is as well. Mm. You exercise, which is beautiful. You do it the wrong way, you can get hurt. Like there are ways, there's always a little bit of, no matter how thin you slice the cucumber, there's two sides. Mm. And we love to focus on one of the sides, but, yeah. but there's, a, there's a lot of knowledge there. Yeah, facts, man. So I would love to talk about this connection because there's some, it's pretty recent data. Mm -hmm. uh, when we talk about the microbiome, which is, this is really like the, the new frontier of medicine mm -hmm. is really focusing here, 
for, and for good reason. But we tend to just focus on the bacteria composition, mm -hmm. but we also have fungi mm -hmm. throughout our bacteria, I mean, throughout our microbiome as well. Yeah. And it's this interesting um, cascade. And, and we just don't talk about that side. We don't talk about the fungi. Mm -hmm. We just focus on the bacteria and, you know, some viruses, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But this is a big player. And what I want you to share also is today I want to talk about how this relates to our health and wellness, our beauty, mm -hmm. our um, body composition. Mm -hmm. And we've got some new data showing that medicinal mushrooms and the interaction with our microbiome can affect weight loss as well. Yeah, I, I think we're about to enter the fourth wave of health. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, a lot of this is related to our gut our nervous system, things that we have are just kind of like unwinding. So historically, our focus was so much about our muscles, our organs, and in nutrition, it was about the macros. Mm -hmm. It was the proteins, the carbs, the fat. Then that was a lot of the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, we started realizing absorption. That was a big thing, it's like absorption, vitamin C. So vitamins and minerals started playing a role, you know? And then now, then last few years, we focused on uh, more on things like antioxidants or like these like smaller compounds, enzymes. And now we're starting to realize the synergies that these have. And that's where bacteria and fungi excel. So unfortunately or fortunately, science works in very linear research pipelines. So we really love to isolate a single compound because it's then more credible data. And this makes sense. Mm -hmm. But there's also synergies that, that certain things have that now the latest research has been coming up. And how that relates to health and wellness is, is huge because our gut and our absorption of nutrients is everything. It's absolutely everything. And in our gut is linked to our nervous system, nervous system linked to our brain, to our mood, to our happiness. And, and we've known now there's a lot more talk um, about the gut biome and we've often thought about it as an isolated thing of just bacteria or just fungi. But in, in nature, those two pretty much always go together. So mm -hmm. our gut is both bacteria and fungi working together, either positively impacting your health or maybe not so positively impacting your health. And this is, by the way, same. I mentioned sauerkraut, kombucha, all these things. They're always symbiotic organisms between bacteria and, and fungi together working, creating bacteria and fungi need each other and they collaborate to create goodness. Mm -hmm. So in the last few years, we've had more research on gut biome, how good bacteria, good fungi can impact positively. There's always bacteria in your gut biome. There's always fungi in your gut biome. But with the right kind of bacteria, the right kind of prebiotics that mushrooms are, and the right kind of fungi, you can improve it. And there's studies now on, let's say, there's mices that are both given a high fat, low carb diet. And then the, the other group gets also a reishi mushroom, the queen of mushrooms, Gonoderma lucidum. And their insulin resistance, it's much higher. Their gut biome is much better and they lose more weight. And the only difference is that both got the same diet, but the one group also got the reishi mushroom, mm -hmm. which made, which before we're always like looking at macros of how much we had calories or nutrients, but also the absorption matters a lot. Yeah. When do you take carbs? How healthy is your gut? So if you wanna lose weight, great that you checking your macros, that's the baseline. That's the first wave, but there is much more to that. Yeah, yeah. And this is, what's so crazy about this is like, this is uh, nature communications, peer reviewed, mm -hmm. uh, double blind, placebo, all that stuff, like the gold standard of research now, looking at like what happens when we add medicinal mushrooms into mm -hmm. the mix. And Rishi, as you mentioned, the queen of mushrooms, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just have, having this really remarkable impact on, I guess, supporting what's happening in the gut, if that's mm -hmm. the right thing to say, the microbiome, and leading to increased insulin sensitivity mm -hmm. and more weight loss. And this is something we haven't talked about. Like we, when we think about Rishi and even the things I've talked about over the years, I think about impact on the immune system, mm -hmm. you know, your natural killer cells, the impact on um, supporting your nervous system and mm -hmm. helping you to relax. There's so many benefits. And the thing is, it's just like, this has been around for thousands of years and documented research. 
And now we're just getting to the point where like, oh, it helps for weight loss too. Well, it makes total sense because in nutrition and health, we love to debate of stuff that we disagree when we often ignore the stuff that we agree. And one of the things we, for example, agree, you can't go to anyone, they don't say that hydration matters or sleep, where like sleep matters. And it's such a power player because when you get sleep, you think better, your skin is better, you lose more weight, right? But the same with certain herbs, mushrooms, and adaptogens. This, for example, reishi mushroom, 2,000 years ago, the Chinese listed all the herbs and mushrooms they knew, and they ranked them how good were they for you. Mm. Rishi mushroom was number one. Number one. Number one. Already 2,000 years ago. And after that, thousands of studies have come out. And first, it was for immunity, for HBA axis, calming your body. But then you're starting to unwind. It's like, no, gut biome. And, that's, and we already knew that the most active compounds in these mushrooms are these complex sugars, polysaccharides. And sugars sound bad, but again, the good and the bad. These are very small amounts of sugars that have very specific molecular structure. And what they do is they get absorbed in the digestive tract. So all kind of mushroom experts have known for a long time that there's definitely a connection between the gut and mushrooms. And now in the last few years, tons of research is coming out about that. Mm. And pretty much every gut biome expert is now highlighting the importance of not just probiotics, but prebiotics and fungi for a healthy gut biome. And you can test it pretty easily. Yeah. And in addition to that, and that's so funny that we have to say this, but when you find something that's good for one thing, it tends to be good for a lot of other yes. stuff. You know what I mean? And that's, oh, we hate that. Yeah. Why do we hate that? <laughs> Why do we hate because that? Because we, we're looking for that silver bullet thing yeah. that's just like, you know, in this lane, that's where we have this kind of pharmacological mindset in our culture where, you know, I take this thing for this headache yes. or whatever versus like, this makes my whole body work better. Yeah. And just kind of pivoting with Rishi assisting in weight loss via the effects on the microbiome, also the sleep side yes. as well. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So again, these are all very connected, but to make it a little more isolated to catch on is a stress is it's a hormonal response. So these hormones, these slow moving messengers impact how are we feeling and our nervous system. Again, so much to learn there still more, but what we know is, is that simply put, we have these stress responses, you know, fight or flight, and those control our hormones. And let's say melatonin responds or, you know, especially this big thing that talk about adrenals and HBA axis and this, this link between our, you know, adrenals giving us energy, but also kind of putting us in a state where we cannot relax. Mm -hmm. And we might sleep seven hours, but we don't get that deep sleep because we're a little bit too alert. So what Rishi does is that he has these, besides these polysaccharides, these um, certain terpenes, from marijuana industry is talking a lot about terpenes, but these triterpenes and this compound called conodermic acid that seems to work on our endocrine system mm -hmm. and really calming the body and helping increase deep sleep. Um, I'm, I'm not like the craziest biohacker, but I've been tracking my sleep for years with the aura rings and a few other things that just to kind of see particularly HRV and deep sleep and once you get these adaptogens like ashwagandha and reishi in, the amount of calmness in your body is pretty dramatic. It's not the only thing, obviously. There's many other things, temperature, quality of bed, sleep position, all the things highlighted in Sleep Smarter. But that is a huge factor as well, is that if your nervous system is fired up, if you eat too much at night and you're trying to digest all of those impact. Yeah, so. I love that you pointed that out because it's kind of like stack. What we want to do is stack conditions. Yeah. But the great thing still is that these mushrooms don't care if you're doing everything right. They're still going to help at least a little bit. Yes. And, you know, I've cited it many times on the show, but there's a, a peer-reviewed study that found that Rishi improves overall sleep time, sleep efficiency, sleep latency, so you fall mm -hmm. asleep faster without changing anything else. However, we do wanna have good sleep hygiene, but it's just so effective with it, calming the system. You stack them up, but you gotta start somewhere. It's, you know, you go to IG, you see a guy or girl, perfect abs, and you're like, you know, 
honestly, they, that took 10, 15 years. But they started somewhere. The one day they were like, I'm gonna go boxing or something, go for a walk. We all start somewhere. Every marathon starts with the first step. And then you build from there. And you wanna make the first step fun, easy. Um, you know, that's kind of always been my game is like, don't aim for perfection, aim to get going, yeah. you know, get going. You know, if that means putting mushrooms in your coffee or make putting in your chocolate and having a beautiful evening chocolate for a moment for yourself, great, just get going. And, and from there, as you start to kind of build up every month, you can add one more thing. So instead of thinking what I can't have, like I can't have gluten, I can't have dairy, I can't have this, I can't have that. It's like, no, how can I upgrade or add stuff? Add goodness, just add a little goodness, you know? Upgrade a little bit. You yeah. know, you take what you already do, a little better. And that's a lot easier to maintain. Yeah, I love that, man. I love that so much. Um, so the reason I want to have you on and to talk about beauty, mm -hmm. you know, this is obviously... Throughout time, we've kind of prized beauty, you know, and just, you know, I'm thinking about Cleopatra, you mm -hmm. know, and just the storied um, kind of legacy and how that just kind of ties into our culture and just looking for, you know, physical well-being and just being the best that we can possibly be. Mm -hmm. And I was on a flight a few weeks back and there was, you know, how they have like in-flight magazines and there was a Sephora ad in there, you know, like they're like the boss makeup place right now, mm -hmm. I believe. I mean, that's just my, you know, seeing from the outside. Yeah. Um, and there was Four Sigmatic in Sephora. And I'm yeah. just like, what the, what's going on here? You know, like, and of course I just start going through my mind, like, I know that there are so many beauty aspects to this, but how did they find out about it? And so... Let's let's just kind of start there because when I think of Sephora and you know that industry, I tend mm -hmm. to think of you know skin, skin yeah. health. So how does the, these medicinal mushrooms relate to our skin health? That's a great question. That highlights again the same thing about this historically very isolated view of the world. Like we would study fungi for gut biome and bacteria, but together they're more. Or we would focus only on animals and plants, but not on these other things. Same with beauty. Beauty was so focused on external topical thing. Right. We can absorb things to the skin, for sure. That's why we take a magnesium bath, or you know, if you swimming beer, you get drunk and stuff, random stuff, right? Mm. Lotions, you put testosterone creams or whatever. We absorb things through the skin. We also absorb obviously by eating. And this has always been there, but the beauty industry has been really isolated on the topical, treating the symptoms. I got dry skin. I'm gonna put lotion on or yeah. some moisturizer, serum, a face oil. That helps today. So today you got good skin. But what is really making the skin is your cells. And your skin is your biggest organ. It's often the last place to get nutrients. So that's how you often know is like, hey, maybe zinc deficiencies, vitamin D, these things. If you're healthy, you have a healthy skin. When you have a healthy skin, you need a lot less topical products. So the beauty industry is catching up in this really quickly right yeah. now. They're all about ingestible beauty or edible beauty, and it's coming fast. And it's driven actually, funny enough, by Korean and Japanese beauty industry. And particularly mushrooms in that class is one of the hottest and also most studied things. So um, let me tackle those. Why and how? So why? Well. One thing is that these mushrooms have incredible amounts of antioxidants, specific types of antioxidants that calm down the skin, same way as they calm down our gut, calm down our stress. So, you know, the reishis and the shiitake has kojic acid, tremella has hydroclonic acid, uh, chaga has melanin. These antioxidants calm the skin, lower inflammation. So that's, and in the, the Asian consumer has been using these mushrooms for a long time. Um, just one example, this huge skincare company, Estee Lauder, one of the biggest, they have this big line called Origins. Origins' best-selling product is a mega mushroom line. They have a mushroom <laughs> skincare line, and they've, it's been their bestseller for ages, and the reason is that Asian consumers buy these mushroom skincare for a long time. And now as 
the Western consumer, especially in the US, Sephora, they're like tuning into K-beauty, Korean beauty, Japanese beauty. They're like, what do those guys take that they have this like, at 50, they look 20. And it's like, what, what are they doing? Mm. It's like mushrooms is one of the top of the list of things they do. Um, well, I gotta go back because you said melanin yes. and chaga. The highest source of melanin in nature is in chaga mushroom. Come on, yes. that's nuts. Yes, and a lot of people don't know melanin is a very powerful antioxidant. Yeah, yeah. Very powerful It's part of the reason, you know, there's this black don't crack. You yeah. Know, there's this reason. <laughs> And there's more melanin in the skin. Yes. And there's actually nutritive sources and chaga being like the superstar with that. But chaga has just overall more antioxidants than I think like anything. Yeah, it's melanin and SOD, the super dismutase. Yeah. Those particularly crush it. Funny enough, you mentioned black. For anti-aging and longevity, black foods. Mm -hmm. Cacao, coffee, black olives, black sesame seeds, chaga. These things, black foods particularly, those color pigments tend to be amazing for longevity. Mm, mm, dang. Nature's communicating with us. Yeah. That's so cool. But so, yeah, skincare is moving towards more holistic approach versus this isolated topical approach. You know that you need to have good skin, good cells, good health, good gut to have healthy skin. Then it's easier to keep it beautiful. And they're moving more towards ingestible beauty to support the topical beauty, you can use both, but it helps. And they know from this Asian consumer that the top of the list is is mushrooms. Yeah. Probably the hottest trend in skincare right now. Wow. Um, you also mentioned superoxide dismutase yeah. with chaga. I, I just want to make sure chaga gets its credit, you know. <laughs> this is like a master antioxidant, mm -hmm. you know. This might be, for, if we're talking, this having this conversation about antioxidants, the major place we do get it from food, but if your body can be assisted mm -hmm. in producing more superoxide dismutase or just finding a source of that, it makes every other uh, enzyme system, mm -hmm. antioxidant system work better. And that's one of the most fascinating things for me when I think about chaga. I think about, uh, like you just mentioned, longevity. Like that's what I think when I think about chaga. But also reishi has that kind of lure of being the longevity mushroom. Which one is it or is it just both? Yeah, that's funny. There's stories of like in the Shaolin Temple, you know, the Kung Fu, home for Kung Fu is also one of the centers of traditional Chinese medicine. And, and they often like put photos of masters on their walls. But the story says when you go to the head of the medicine wings, the head guy's room, there's two things elevated, the king and the queen, the rishi and the chaga mm. put on a pedestal. It's always fascinating to me that certain cultures would like, make a food sacred? Why was cacao a currency? Like what made people see value, like currencies value mm -hmm. in a certain food? I always think that that's pretty fascinating. So yeah. same with spices, saffron, so nutrient dense, mm -hmm. and vanilla and others. So. And salt. Even. Oh, salt, <laughs> the best example. Yeah. You, I, I've always thought that in the macronutrient category, we need a fourth one and that's salt. We can live without salt. So I think even though, you know, it comes from minerals, da, 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 but I think we should think about carbohydrates, um, lipids, fats, amino acids, proteins, and then we should think about salt. Yeah. It's essential. Yeah. I hate it when people are scared of salt. Yeah, it's an it's a issue. We've talked about it many times, you know, and kind of getting over the stigma. And, and the, the good news is that we have folks like yourself who are out there talking about this stuff and even... Just a little quick quick nugget on salt since you, you know, going in on it. But when we're talking about beauty, we're talking about when people see you, we're seeing a compilation of those cells. Yeah. And us being able to even hold on to hydration, you know, it depends on whether or not we have salt in our system. Yes. You know, like if we have dry skin, guess what? Like we're, we're really not retaining water in our tissues yeah. correctly. And it's not saying that you're deficient on salt. You might be deficient in the right kind of salt. Yes. Because there is like a bastardized, like oh. toxic salt that's in processed foods. If you go to horse stables, what you're going to see is they have water and they have a little salt rock for the horse to lick. Mm. And there are like monkeys trying to break rocks to find salt. It's animals will fight for it. It's so critical. Yeah. 
Yeah. Horses got that mane, man. They got the. They got some. They got that. <laughs> they got that do. They got. They that also got that sex drive. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, when I think about horses, you know, just like flipping their hair back and forth, you yeah. know, like uh, Willow. Was that Willow Smith? Oh yeah, flip my hair back and forth. Yeah. They're lit. They're about that life, you know. They are. But it's that salt is a big, you know, driver for them. Mm -hmm. Big attraction to really all animals, mm -hmm. you know, going for it. But um, so I just want to talk about that a little bit. So let's. Let's go in because now I know that you guys, in understanding the market, and this is what I love about what you guys do, is like you know that people are doing this thing. People are drinking coffee. Let's upgrade the coffee. Mm -hmm. Let's get a high-quality organic source of coffee. Let's add some chaga in there. Mm -hmm. And it's just it becomes this super nutritive uh, longevity drink that you get to have. And now you know, of course, like there's this huge market for topical Mm -hmm. treatments as well because you mentioned before like our skin eats mm -hmm. and this and really understanding this that we're putting these random chemicals on our bodies and our skin is absorbing that trash we need to be thinking about our skin having food mm -hmm. basically and if we're eating great high quality food internally shouldn't we put great high quality ingredients in our skin's food on our face and on our body and so you guys have put together some unique formulas recently mm -hmm. that really address this because again the market is looking for it but you guys do it better because you're not putting all of these extra toxic chemicals in there that mm -hmm. just simply don't need to be there yeah unfortunately we think so often that more is better but better is better and skincare is one of the shadiest industries in the world and you don't need to do much research you go to one of these large companies and you go look at their public statements and they're saying is that they're spending three to 4% of their revenue on the product. So if you buy a hundred dollar serum, it costed three to $4 to make. And actually it's, I know, cause I know those producers, it's dollar for the thing product itself. And it's, you know, two to $3 of the packaging. So you're buying a hundred dollar product, you're getting $1 value. And and it was for me, it was always like, I will not take those. And people would go, it's like, what do you do for your skin? Why is your skin glowing? I'm like, nothing. Like, literally, I do not put, I don't use skincare. So what do you put? I don't know, like coconut oil, olive oil, but usually just eat healthy. That's the baseline. Yeah, and, but there is use for topical. It's kind of helps today, it helps tomorrow, you know, helps in the short term. You still want to get those healthy cells. But for me, it was always, is like, I don't wanna use these, even these eco products, eco beauty products. They had polymers, polymers. That means they have plastic, these even these clean products that are crazy expensive, made with plastic. So what your body really needs is pretty simple stuff. Obviously the reishi mushrooms and certain vitamins, vitamin C, and there's certain things that are really small nutrients that help, but you also need very simple stuff like healthy fats. Healthy fats are a friend for hydration. And um, we just do couple, you don't need 75 skincare products. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like we need really couple. Um, it's a very simple routine that we need. Most people want hydration, that's the number one. So they use a serum or a moisturizer. So it's just simple things like, honestly, olive oil. Olive, olive is one of the healthiest foods in the world. You know, so you obviously should have good quality olive oil, but also, great for skin and there's a few other you know healthy fats cacao butter is really good for your skin and just having those things that you can also eat so our line is fully just like few ingredients everything you can eat it's dual purpose our face mask is also a hot chocolate so it's powder you mix a face mask but you just pour hot water it's full like edible delicious hot chocolate that cleanses your skin the 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 serum is also a, like a stress reducing supplement that you can spray on your mouth and yeah i i just think that the skincare industry is going to have a big wake up soon they've been selling us hundred dollar products that really give you a dollar value with hidden all kinds of stuff and not just the parapens and others people talk about but so many other nasty things and you're buying really water alcohol that's right. most of those products yep. are water and alcohol and you're way better off putting something else on your skin. And uh, and there's so many examples of that. Yeah, if you can't eat it, you probably don't wanna put it on your skin. No, because it does absorb, I really don't understand why people don't get this. Like you go to a magnesium bath and you chill. You put CBD lotion or 
whatever lotions and he thinks, but you don't think that the deodorant or the skincare is not gonna absorb? Of course it's gonna absorb. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think people are understanding more about the absorption. <laughs> you know about this uh, taste bud challenge? No, no. Let's not get into it too much, but for those who know, it's about soy sauce. Okay. And it's about your kibbles and bits. All right. Uh -huh. And apparently you can taste it once you put it on your kibbles and bits. Oh. All right. I'm just going to leave it, <laughs> leave it very PG. But when you put it on your body, you can you can taste it. You yeah. know, but there's there are other things that you can actually have that experience with, like uh, DMSO, uh -huh. right? Uh, putting that on your skin, it can like I literally you can taste kind of like this weird garlicky taste on, mm -hmm. in, in your mouth, you know, by putting DMSO on your skin. But that's neither here nor there. Shout out to the Taste Bud Challenge. For those that know, my son told me Love about that. it. You know? But yeah. anyways, um, so one of the things that's in this, and I, I love a good face mask, like yeah. occasional, you know, yeah. for me, it's maybe like once a month to do a face mask. I've done like aloe, like fresh aloe, like yeah. I'll fillet it Beautiful. off and just put, put it on my skin for the day. Um, but like bentonite clay I've used over the years, but you've got bentonite clay in the formula, yep. but you've also got a couple of medicinal mushrooms in there. You've got the chaga, which is that melanin mm -hmm. in there, super antioxidant source, and you've got some reishi in there too. So I wanna talk about, oh, and you've also got ashwagandha mm -hmm. in the mix. You, I think you might've mentioned it a little bit earlier about that stress aspect with ashwagandha. Yeah, I mean, um, so if you think of what, this can get really confusing. So if you're listening to this and you're like, mushrooms, adaptogens, adapto what? Like, what am I, I'm confused. Like, no, you can, let's bring it back. Let's bring it like simple. So we've talked about the king and the queen, the chaga when you wanna prepare in the morning, rishi in the evening to calm you down. And then if you wanna do a day routine, lion's mane is probably like for the brain and nervous system. But the same can go for these adaptogenic roots so that you can pair these mushrooms, adaptogenic mushrooms with adaptogenic roots. These roots have so many amazing nutrients. And what pairs really well with calming, stress-reducing is ashwakanda. So ashwakanda is, is, is like the Indian ginseng. It's not really a ginseng, but it's a really beautiful, beautiful adaptogen. Tons of studies on it as well. A lot for calming the body, also calming the skin. But what funny that happens is that when your body's calm, often your happiness, productivity, and brain power improve. Because when you're in that fight or flight situation and you're like looking everywhere, where's danger, where's danger, you're not focused. Literally, if you think of it, focus. That means you're just like calm, collected, confident. So Rishi and Ashwakanda kind of help with that as well. Yeah. So just kind of, you don't need to learn herb number 24 or mushroom number 56, just three. Yeah. Like, Morning, afternoon, evening, yeah. like that's it. And uh, ashwagandha is great for the for, great for the evening. So, well, let's talk about because I think this is a good segue to some other recent data that's out there. Uh, just with the exploding popularity of the medicinal mushrooms, there are new reports showing that most mushroom supplements on the market aren't actually mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, this is real tough for me because uh, I've been waving the mushroom flag for fifteen years, yeah. and. Uh, you know, it's it's real difficult for me to talk about it because you know you don't want to trash the few companies out there. Because when I started, like, there's like one or two other companies, yeah. and and it's a real bummer. But now, yeah, it's like Consumer Labs came out with a research showing that like the most popular products on the market are not actually even mushrooms. FDA has a rule saying that these products that are sold should not even be called mushrooms because they are not the actual mushroom part of the fungi. And there's the United States Pharmacopeia made a study showing that only one quarter of the products on the market actually had reishi mushroom. And three quarters, like three quarters what you were buying. And these can be like pricey products yeah. and you're not buying. So same as with the skincare. Unfortunately, the supplement industry is full of all kinds of players and and um, you know, it, it's just a bummer. Yeah. But I think now the mushroom movement and it's, it's big enough that people have started to question is like, hey, this doesn't taste bitter. This tastes like oats. I'm like, yeah, those bitter compounds are the one that helps your health. If it tastes like oats, it probably is made with rice or oats. So 
you know, we can go into the details why that's not good because those products don't have these beta deglucans and you can test these very easily. But if they're not bitter and they're made in laboratories and they don't actually contain the mushroom, they don't actually contain these active compounds, um, that's, that's a real problem. You're paying for, for rice powder. Mm, man, that's crazy. It's kind of like uh, a lot of people don't realize, like craft slices. Mm -hmm. I grew up with with craft slices, like mm -hmm. a lot of people did, unless we had you know the government cheese. But the craft slices, they can't legally say that it's cheese. It says cheese product. There's not enough cheese in the cheese. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just like with any of these industries that marketers will grab onto to try to make you know some quick money and not understanding like, and also just the supplement industry being as aloof as it is um, and the regulations just aren't there, um, that folks can just go for a cash grab and just say, you know, I've got this, whatever, this product, this and that. But one of the things that I love about you and just why we connected in the first place, mm -hmm. those early companies that you would that you knew about when you mm -hmm. came into the into the space, I was buying from them. I was mm -hmm. one of the few people that I knew mm -hmm. that were buying these different mushroom products. And I'd buy like tinctures mm -hmm. and then I'd buy the capsules and I would like combine them and I was doing my own little science experiments in my kitchen. And then you guys come along, it's just like, oh, it's dual extracted. You're mm -hmm. doing both of them. Mm -hmm. And I was just floored on just right off the bat from that. It's just like, this is gonna save me time and money mm -hmm. because they're doing both things. So we mentioned a little bit earlier, but I'd love if you talk about it. You mentioned like a decoction, but let's talk a little bit about the dual extraction, why that mm -hmm. matters, because you mentioned like the triterpenes, beta-glucans, these are gonna be retrieved through different methods. Yeah, so basically mushrooms, have a, particularly these functional mushrooms have a very sturdy cell structure. They have this compound called chitin. And we humans have very little of certain enzyme to break this chitin. Chitin is also the compounds that is in the cell structure of the a lobster shell. So think of eating the shell of a lobster, not easy or fun. So enzymes are hard workers. They're, uh, I always think of like the macronutrients being the, the, the walls on a building and then the micronutrients being the tools to put the health together, but the people who actually work, it's enzymes. They put a lot of that together. But we don't have this worker who can use this machine. So we need to, we need to make those mushrooms bioavailable. So what I'm saying is don't eat mushrooms raw. If you go to the salad bar and there's like raw mushrooms, skip on them, like no bueno. So always have mushrooms in a way that they have been exposed to heat and lipids or alcohol. So in order to break them and make them bioavailable, you need those two. Chefs have always known this. They saute mushrooms on a pan with butter mm -hmm. or they put in a soup or broth and they cook them a long time. That's awesome. But you shouldn't have them raw. So there's two kinds of, there's the hot water, the heat element, and then there's these non-water soluble compounds that need either fats or alcohols to get them out. And if you do both, that's called a dual extraction, double trouble, it's a double double, you know? It's yeah. like, that's what's happening. And the hot water soluble compounds, if you cook them, it's like, kind of like make tea, that's called an infusion, make coffee for a few minutes. But if you cook something, a soup, that's more of like a decoction. And those unlock those polysaccharides that are good for our immunity and gut. So if you want mushrooms to be good for immunity and gut, hot water is really important. If you want to get those adaptogenic, those lion's mane, brain boosting properties, those like reishis, triterpenes, you need this other kind of alcohol or fat extraction. And if you want both, then you need dual extraction. So instead of buying a tincture and a capsule, you know, you can just one and done. Yeah, and these super easy to use, um, which is so funny, man. Um, and I've shared this with you before, but I've been with my wife for what, 15 years now. Mm -hmm. And I've seen her drink coffee once when we were in college. Mm -hmm. And I think it was like we, it's finals or something, you know. Mm -hmm. But the entire time we've been together, I've never seen her drink it except maybe that one time. And, you know, I hooked up with you guys and I was just super interested in the elixirs because mm -hmm. it's what I was doing. But I was like doing, you know, different brands to try mm -hmm. to get both, you know, the alcohol extract mm -hmm. and the hot water mm -hmm. extract. And so you guys sent me some some stuff 
and you know, I was, I was super, you know, the lion's mane, the chaga, mm-hmm. I was just in love. And you sent me some of the coffee. And I was like, because I've never had coffee in my life mm-hmm. outside of when I was like maybe around five and I drank some of my grandma's Folgers. And I, det- I determined in that moment, I will never drink coffee again. Yeah. And I thought, I actually had the thought in my mind, like my grandparents, there's something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Like, how could they think this is good? Because mm-hmm. they seem so happy when they have coffee in the morning. Yeah. And so, but anyways, I made some for my wife, you know, put a little fat in there for her. Maybe it was, I don't know, some ghee or something and some stevia. And she had it. And the next day she asked for it again. And then the next week and then the next month, like day after day after day, now I'm a barista. Literally even today, I came downstairs and I was like, hey babe, can you help me set up this? I got this vibe plate I want to test out. And she was like, make my coffee. <laughs> she didn't say good morning. She didn't say, and I know she loves me, but I'm yeah. just like, and what can I say? So anyway, so I, she was just raving about it for, and maybe it was like a year before I actually tried it. So what, what do you think it was for her? Was it that it doesn't give the jitters or it yeah. isn't easier to digest? Or what do you think is the magic? So if she likes the way it makes her feel. It's mm-hmm. not like this crazy energy. It's just like, it's a compliment. Mm-hmm. It's a compliment to feeling good. It, mm-hmm. you, you, you know exactly what I mean. Mm-hmm. And there is no fall off anywhere. It's mm-hmm. just like, it's just a transition into your, and she, and the great thing about it is that you're not dependent on it either. If you don't have the coffee, you're not having like headaches or you're like mm-hmm. down. It's just a compliment to feeling good. And just the joy, the experience of getting those nutrients. And one of the, I think the biggest thing now that you're asking, and I don't think I've mentioned this before, mm-hmm. is that when she has the coffee, the Four Sigmatic coffee in the morning, along with some high quality fats, maybe some MCT oil, she doesn't really, she, she doesn't eat for a while. Like mm-hmm. she's, just, she's just in her day, executing, getting stuff done, feeling good and not thinking about food, which is a really phenomenal kind of aspect. And this is kind of highlighted in the research you shared earlier about the impact on the microbiome mm-hmm. and the efficiency and support of like insulin sensitivity in the body. Mm-hmm. So she just feels good. And I, I know that too now when I'm saying she feels good, I feel the same way. Yeah. You know, and so that's, it was just such a joy because I got over my misconceptions. Mm-hmm. And of course, I just, I kept coming across research on the coffee. I was like, I don't know, coffee's bad, coffee's bad. And then I just opened myself up. It's the yin and the yang. Yeah. You know, there, it's one of the most studied things for longevity, those black antioxidants. There's so many studies for brain longevity. But coffee does come with a couple major downsides. One is that it's so stimulative for the nervous system. And then the other one is that, you know, it's kind of tough for the digestion, you know, that acidity. So that's where the minerals and the more alkaline chaga kind of Mm -hmm. comes in to balance that out. But also the lion's mane for the nervous system Mm -hmm. that balances out the the stimulation part. I know you're big on the lion's mane. Yeah, I love it, man. I just had some, the little energy mm-hmm. shot before, mm-hmm. before the episode with you, you know. Man, I love this so much, and it's become a huge part of my life, my daily routine, mm-hmm. and uh, I love hanging out with you, mm-hmm. and the insight. What I most respect about what you do is that you study this stuff mm-hmm. so that you're coming to the table not just like, hey, my grandma said these mushrooms are good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you should have some, which your grandma's right? But She's I love the fact. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the fact that we have, you know, a lot of great science that you're on the cutting edge mm-hmm. and just paying attention to to be able to help us to understand the value of something that's been around so long. Mm-hmm. And so right now, you guys have some incredible new products that I mentioned. You've got the skincare products. You've got the face mask. You've got the body butter. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, body butter that also you can put in your coffee. Maybe you'll put some of that. It uses cacao butter as the main, so maybe you put that on your wife's coffee. Oh my gosh, come on now. And then we've got the superfood serum, and of course the the, the mushroom coffees, mm-hmm. the elixirs, the hot cocos. Mm-hmm. And you guys, there's so much good stuff. You get an exclusive 15% off here with the Model Health Show. It's foursigmatic.com forward slash model. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com forward slash model. You get 15% off everything they carry. All right, so pop over there, get yourself some of these incredible products. You will thank me later, right? I promise you that. And while you're here, man, Four Sigmatic, mm-hmm. what? Where'd the name come from? Oh, it's the nerdiest and the worst name. I feel like 
Um, we've been around for about eight years. I've been like a million times out. Man, I should have chosen an easier name. But it's, uh, it means that in all sciences, including natural sciences, if you take a large enough sample size of people or things, and you compare that sample size against a single variable, it will form a bell curve in data. Example, how tall are Americans? You take every American, you look at their height, it'll form a bell curve. Most people are average height, and then there's extreme you know, short, extreme tall. IQ, whatever. But in, in food, if you look at the nutrient density of foods, you take all the things you could put in your body and you look at how much there are micro, macro, polyphenols, antioxidants, you look at the amount of research on food, you'll form a bell curve. And then here comes the math part. There are standard deviations from the center point, the mean, and they're called sigmas. And if you go four sigmas, you're better than 99.999. So that's like the top 50 to 100 foods that we know of today. So think of like, simplistically, top 100 foods based on today's research. And there's so much hype. What I hated, you know, growing up in this industry was always like, this Amazonian superberry that has never been studied. It's like, cool, let's look into it. And I wanna learn more. I'm probably one of the person who's gonna also buy it. But for you who's getting started and it's confused, like, let's start with the top. Like, what is undeniably proven? Some of these are very common. Green tea, coffee, coconut, you know, hemp. These are things that we know are amazing for us. Olive, uh, certain, you know, uh, certain kind of like dark leafy vegetables. But then there's also these like lesser knowns like the turmeric, the reishi, the, you know, the ashwagandha, the ginseng. Those are the kind of super well proven and studied, but maybe a little lesser known. So the top 100. Could have said it easier probably. <laughs> no, I love it, man. <laughs> I love that because it's, again, it's a testament to the goal. Like when yeah. you guys started, like we, we want to provide the best, the top stuff. And it's a cool little shout out to the you know geeky way of doing it. Yeah. And uh, man, just th but thank you so much for having the audacity to to get into this. And I'm grateful to be one of the early uh, one of the first adopters and uh, supporters because I mean, I, I love the products, man. Like it even really uh, before my life. we connected years ago, I remember you giving talks in somewhere in Missouri about reishi mushroom, and you talking yeah. about dual extraction. Yeah. I don't know if it's still in YouTube, but yeah, there's before some videos we met, floating out there. Yeah. Before we even met, there was, you know, production quality was not <laughs> yet there. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but somebody you giving a lecture on like a consumer lecture on Rishi. Yeah. I don't know if it's still out there, but I remember before we met checking out like, dude, this guy's on top of it. Oh man, that's so awesome! I'm smiling ear to ear. Yeah, those are out there floating around somewhere, <laughs> you know. Uh, but man, again, thank you so much for coming to hang out with me, Thanks man. For having I always me love on. hanging with you. Likewise. Awesome. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the show today. Make sure to pop over to foursigmatic.com forward slash model. Check out Four Sigmatic. And also you can check them out on social media uh, at Four Sigmatic. Yeah, all the channels. Yeah. At Four Sigmatic. They've got some great stuff on social as well. And uh, listen, beauty really starts from the inside out. And this is something like I really want us to get this. When we talk about beauty, this isn't a I'm not talking about the cultural standards of beauty. I'm talking about us reaching our highest potential. And we know that there is, there are so many different versions of ourselves and so much potential. And it just depends on our inputs. So much depends on our inputs and also the way that we think. And making sure that we're getting in the right nutrition helps the way that we think as well, because we know that we can stress ourselves into manipulating our genes in unproductive ways. We can also eat ourselves into positions where our genes aren't doing what we, what we want them to do. These are these epigenetic influences. And we have so much power today, we know this, on determining what our genes are doing and how they're being expressed. Collectively as humans, we have 20,000-ish genes that we're all sharing. And there's more data. I think there's a bit more than that. But we know that there are thousands of different potential expressions of many of these different genes. This is why we have so much variety in the way that we look from each other and even within ourselves. Because chances are you probably don't look like you did when you were 16 or even five. You know, what, what changes, the genes are being expressed differently. You've got all of these different potentials. 
And now we know that not only do we have our chronological age, but we have a biological age. And that biological age largely depends on what our genes are doing and the copies that are getting printed out. Uh, I just had a great conversation with Mark Hyman. And even though he's 60, this man's 60 years old, just balling out of control, impacting the world. But his biological age after testing, you know, his telomeres and all these different factors, 39, all right? You can be so much younger than what it says on the calendar. And he recently worked with Will Smith, you know? Yeah, that Will Smith. Gemini, man, well, that probably shouldn't have been the one I start with, but Bad Boys, um, uh, Men in Black, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, all right? And Will, funny enough, he has the lowest biological age in his family. Like he's younger than his kids because of the way that, not just his nutrition and self-care, because he has some holes there, but also because of the way that he thinks, right? And again, going back and leaning back on the fact that beauty is from the inside out and it's from our nutrition and also our nutritive thoughts, right? And it's easier when you feel good by getting the right stuff in there. And today I just want to highlight some of the, we're talking four sigmatic, like what is the best of the best stuff that we can get in our body to help our minds and our bodies to do the cool things that they're capable of. And I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, please share this out with the people that you care about on social media, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff, and tag us, tag myself, tag Four Sigmatic. Let everybody know what you thought about the episode. And we've got some powerhouse stuff coming up very, very soon for you. So make sure to stay tuned. Take care, have an amazing day, and I'll talk with you soon. And for more after the show, make sure to head over to themodelhealthshow.com. That's where you can find all of the show notes. You can find transcriptions, videos for each episode. And if you got a comment, you can leave me a comment there as well. And please make sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a rating to let everybody know that the show is awesome. And I appreciate that so much. And take care. I promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help you transform your life. Thanks for tuning in.